Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to once again another episode of Know Thine Enemy. We have episode 5 today, and we're going to look at another member of the Fellowship in Gimli, son of Gloin. The dwarf of the Fellowship, probably the tanky aspect of the Fellowship, being able to wade into a whole bunch of troops. As always, I'm joined by Tannen and Hello. Matt. Howdy. And once again, we're going to break down, dissect the character of Gimli for you all today, and give you the pros and cons and stuff. So yeah, let's uh, let's dive straight into it. Gimli, what's he got? Well, first of all, he's a dwarf. Wow. I am utterly shocked that he is a dwarf. Well, I'll just go through his uh, base <laughs> stats. Or... Okay, since he's a dwarf, he only moves five inches, which I've always found to be a little disappointing. It's annoying. It's about as far as it'll get. He's got fight value of six, as most members or combat members of the Fellowship. Troop value of four plus. Strength of four. Defense eight, like yeah. most dwarves. Two attacks, two wounds. Courage six. Three might, two will, two fate. It's a nice, chunky stat line. You look yeah, at him, he's a bit of a tank. That defense eight, it's hard to get through. Yeah. Um, Unless what's... you have a monster to rend, but yeah. that's another issue completely. Yeah. What's he now? Gilly has one special rule. Care to explain what it does? He has axes of the dwarves, which means he can either fight with three attacks or get plus one to wound. Yeah. Now, by plus one to wound, he means we mean um, he can use his two handed axe that he has without a minus one penalty, but he still yes. retains a plus one. So it's basically two attacks of plus one wound or just flat three. Which is you mean you mean three attacks, not fight three. That yeah. that would be terrible. Yeah, just flat three attacks. Yeah, so, <laughs> not speaking properly at the moment. Apparently, one, one thing we should mention, which is I think the main thing that differentiates Gimli from every other dwarf hero, is the fact that he can take an elven cloak. Mm. We'll probably get into this later. That, that's pretty much his selling factor. Yeah, coming that, in at ninety points, he's pretty costly. Oh, he, he's not too costly. He's solid, but Ooh. most other dwarf heroes seem to have plus one to wound. Like I know Balin does Marden, Durin. Dwalin. Dwalin, yeah. Yeah, not even looking at Thorin's company at the moment. I'm just looking at the old uh, Durin's folk. I suppose that's the problem with Gimli, is if you look at the other dwarf heroes, he's sort of outclassed. He's a bit in limbo, isn't he? Yeah, he's sort of... If you wanted to go for a cheat dwarf hero, you'd go for like a Balin, which pretty much gives you everything the same as Gimli, except you trade a point of fate for a point of will. Balin can't get the three attacks. But he gets a re-roll. Yeah. So he effectively has three, the three attacks, attacks to win the combat, but he always does the plus one. But point. it also means that if you chuck a banner behind Balin, you can re-roll twice. Yeah. One on each dice. Yes, but not the same dice roll twice. twice. Yeah, yeah. For obvious reasons. Re-roll or re-roll. In some ways, Balin gets the best of both worlds. He yeah. gets the extra attack to win the combat, and he gets the plus one to wound in the combat yeah. without that extra attack. Looking at Gimli, just quickly, obviously Gimli's a member of the Fellowship. In those fellowship scenarios, and I know this sort of is going off a bit off topic from normal things, what does Gimli provide for the fellowship that other characters don't sort of? I know this is sort of a bit off topic a bit, and we sort of didn't go through this when we did Aragorn a few episodes back, but something I sort of want to touch on quickly, because Aragorn's pretty obvious in the fellowship. He sort of walks in, grinds, and kills shit. What's Gimli's role in the fellowship? I think it's a similar role in that he walks in and just grinds through the enemy, because I think he's the only member of the fellowship who can grind really well, because Aragorn, until they reach Helm's Seek, is only defense 5. Yeah. Legolas is, what, defense 4? Four? 4 in the Fellowship, yeah. Yeah, and I think Boromir is the highest at defense 6, but he's got no fate. Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned um, grinding there with being high in defense, you can take more of a hit. Is that something that you, 
really needs to be taken into account because, like, in normal games with Gimli being such high in fight value, will he be taking many hits? Like, should he be taking many hits? Ideally, no, but there's a whole thing with dwarves about how they're just really tough, and it means if you do lose that combat, then you can take those hits and, you know, sort of not take that much damage from it. One thing I will say again about uh, being in the Fellowship, he, I think he's the only member of the Fellowship who gets plus one to wound. That is true. So he's that... also one of the heaviest hitters. Aside from that, he has an axe as well. Yeah, and so an axe. Pierce. Yeah. Ooh. Something I didn't really sort of think about. So he's actually yeah. the heaviest hitter, he, really. He's very solid. It's just that some of the other dwarf heroes seem to... They get the plus one to wound... And they have a different special rule, which tends to be more useful than the three attacks. Because mm. I, I suppose just on that as well, if you look at characters, um, and just to sort of pick out three here, you look at someone like uh, Durin, Dane, and even the King's Champion, you look at those heroes and look at how much you're paying for. I mean, on top of Gimli, it's only like an extra 30 points for Dane and the King's Champion, and an extra what, uh, off the top of my head, 80, 70? 70, Durin? I think he's 160. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's almost with with the way the game is at the moment, and need like almost needing for good size, needing to take a big heavy hero that's hard to deal with. Why wouldn't you pay the extra points for it to upgrade basically your Gimli into those points? Why would you bother taking Gimli over, say, taking a Durin, a Dane, or a King's Champion, or one of those other big heavy dwarf heroes? Generally, you don't, which is why uh, you don't see Gimli very often, mm. but. I think it all comes down to that Elven Cloak, which is the only thing he has going for him compared as, to other as heroes. As you said earlier, that's yeah. the selling point, isn't it? Unless you, for some reason, have taken all the other dwarf heroes and want another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't go past Gimli. Yeah. So well, why theme, of course, as well. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I know. We sort, of, we sort of touched this on a bit with Aragorn. I sort of want to explore this a bit more with Gimli. Why is Gimli having an Elven Cloak so important? Why is this a, the big selling factor for Gimli? I think it's not so much about bowfire because he's defense eight. He's got yeah, two he fate. Really he can care. he can hack a bit of bowfire. It's more about the spell casting. Mm. You know that he's probably not going to be pulled out of your lines. You just keep him with something something in front of him, or a couple of yeah. things in front of him, and he's not going to be affected by spells early in the game. Yeah, it, it also means he can't be charged by people who are more than six inches away. So um, so no fear cap. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, useful against those big cap heroes. Or flies. Flies. As well. oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, flies. So, yeah, that's really, that's quite a handy ability to Especially have. Especially considering the monster flyers are the things that can really take down Gimli quickly. Yeah, true. And well, I think with spellcasters, they have to be within six inches of you to cast spells at you, or, you know, you're out in the open. Which you won't be, hopefully. Hopefully. Ho- hopefully. Which means that Gimli himself may not be in range because he's a dwarf, but the rest of your army will be. Hopefully. Now, another thing as well is, just sort of with the army construction with Gimli, like, okay, say you go, alright, I'm going to take Gimli with the Elven Cloak. Obviously, that's not going to be your big end points levels, because that's where you're sort of more, you'd more likely to fork out points for like your Danes and your your Durans and stuff, so it's going to be a bit more like 600, 500. So you forked out the points for Gimli, what are you going to run with him? Now, normally I like to synergize my heroes with throwing, like, Gimli has throwing axes, which is something I think we forgot to mention earlier. I like to synergize him with other throwing weapons. I like to take Dwarf Rangers, Iron Guard, those sort of characters to, to basically abuse the throwing weapon fact. And without, with an Elven Cloak on Gimli, it's very hard to touch him. Yeah, Travis do does you... like abuse. 
that insinuates so much. I'm just going to throw it out there. Not that yep. any of that is true, mind you. I don't <laughs> or, go around so slugging he... people for a living. <laughs> also, he claims. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, basically, I like to throw... Using with throwing weapons, how do you guys like to run your Gimli? What would you run Gimli with, and why would you run him? I totally agree with that. I think if you can get that massed throwing weapons, always having that one in there with a bit of might on the back of it is really handy, because you, yeah. you can finish someone off with that. Yeah. Which is oh, really I've seen it. I've seen it finish off all too well. Before. Especially against your dwarves, Matt. And I suppose just quickly on that throwing weapon, you said finish something off. It also, as well, creates opportunities because I'm just trying to think. Some of the big dwarf heroes don't have throwing axes. He's uh, the biggest in... Yeah, Dane doesn't have Dane any. doesn't have any. He's champ he certainly doesn't. doesn't. So he's, he is literally does. the biggest no, end dwarf hero, which I suppose is another selling point for him. He's the biggest end dwarf hero that has a throwing weapon, which means you can create opportunities like... you want you, There's one model currently in the way of you charging a shaman, so you chuck a throwing weapon, you pop a point of mind on that, you kill that guy in front of the shaman, you charge that shaman. Unless it furious. Unless it furious, of course. <laughs> but I'm sort of going into the application of the throwing weapons yeah. about able to open up corridors and stuff. Not to get a bit technical, but Balin does also has throwing axes and comes down five points cheaper and does a very similar thing. Yeah, that... that yeah. When you do yeah. put them next to each other, it's that elven cloak that you really bring yeah. along Gimli for. Yeah, and yeah. Gimli's 100 points for the elven cloak, so he's nothing... He's Fairly pointy, pointy. For, for dwarves, it's it's about a medium. You know? Yeah, I think the best use for Gimli is in fact not with dwarves. I think it's with the various combos you've got going with Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli as the three hunters. So you reckon that the best application for Gimli is not in an army of dwarves leading them? It's with Aragorn and Legolas doing three hunter tricks. Yes, especially with say Aragorn and Sildor's heir. He gives him a banner reroll and allows him to move through difficult terrain. I'm actually surprised I haven't tried that yet because I've was running Army of the Dead, Aragorn-y type armies for a while. Granted, that's a very good point. Gimli will be the slowest element of that, but he does have the Elven cloak, so he won't be very much of a liability. Also, also because he's got that high defense. And in that army, you're going to be kiting quite a bit, so he's Mm, generally going to be able to keep up anyway. With with Aragorn's free marches as well. And and the throwing axe is also quite useful there. And I guess you could use him as bait, because he's slow, you could go try to bring the enemy in where you want, and knowing that Gimli can take a few hits. Well, I remember when we played a while back in the Black Gate scenario with Aragorn, King, Legolas, Gimli, Gandalf, all those big, fancy heroes, he was the last one in the good side to, to be left standing. That's because he's a bitch to take down. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you apply monster to his face and tear him limb <laughs> But from even limb. then, with the plus one to wound, he, he could he could have a solid hit at a monster. If he gets a strike up and gets to high fight in the monster, that monster's in some trouble because a piercing strike dwarf with plus one to wound, they're going to do some damage. Yeah. yeah, it tends to. Yeah, monsters will do that too. <laughs> <laughs> so, just, just to touch on that again with the three hunters, you're talking about being used with the, as the three hunters, what would you use the three hunters for and with? Obviously, I know this is sort of a detachment from Grimly, but so Grimly? given sort of an <laughs> integral part of it being the three hunters, what would you run the three hunters with or basically the tech house? Because three hunters come in at about 400 points. That's before the sword and horses. Yeah. To get the most out of them, you've got to be surely you've got to be running them with Arnold because you're getting yeah. that bonuses from Aragorn. I'm not sure. That's the you know absolute best. I, I think that's you know one of the best. But I think a Helm's Deep army also works quite well because you can throw in the special uh, Haldir, yep. who also gets some bonuses because Aragorn's there, and you can do you know a really nice theme. 
Yeah, that would be a good themed one. I think, mm. uh, Trav, you played that against a while ago and tore me apart. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm... though, pretty much what you said, you applied Monster to face of Gimli and killed Gimli. <laughs> I believe it was a troll chieftain that went into him and, and rendered him to death. So, I suppose, yeah, best ways to counter Gimli. Obviously, uh, Tinan, you've already pointed out, Monsters being a good way of doing it. Right. What else is a good way of dealing with Gimli? We'll point out that... Whenever you send in a monster against a hero who's got as much potential damage output as Gimli, it's always going to be a risk. Yeah. One of them is going to take quite a few hits. Yeah. So you need to be prepared for that either way. Because I'm thinking Valkast being a really good chase for Aragorn, but I suppose the same applies to Gimli, but with an elven cloak, it's starting to become a bit difficult. It does become uh, harder, simply also because Gimli's so small. Hmm. Being that can dwarf. actually work in his advantage, so because it's easier for him to hide behind things. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the idea of a big defense eight dwarf carrying behind a warrior, going, "Hide me, hide me." Having used dwarves quite a bit, I think with what am I trying to say here? What are you trying to say? <laughs> in terms of countering him, you, it's not as reliable as say a mounted hero with his damage output. You mm. can botch. I know you can botch. Yeah. I've seen dwarf heroes botch, botch. and when yeah. they botch, they botch horribly. Uh, I, I'm having a flashback moment to the King's Champion against Dimrail. Oh, I'm having so many flashbacks. <laughs> Dane, Dane Balan in particular seems to botch a lot, and Gimli is of the same ilk. So yeah. I, I think just your combat heroes just tend to fail when it matters, just generally. Uh, so it must just be me. <laughs> it must yeah. just be you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he can't really reliably kill four models in one turn, for instance. No, no unless no, he's willing but, to burn out his mind for do it. What he That's does, what I mean. does yeah. do well is what all dwarves do well, and that is grind. Because yeah. they're so tough, they're not that likely to take damage, so they can just sit there going, yeah, you're not that likely to hurt us, we're uh, hurting you a little bit more easily. This is eventually going to go our way. But on the flip side of that, you can then act defensively against Gimli and do the old throw one model at him and just mm. let him chew one model per turn and not one And if it's a shieldman, you might get lucky and win a couple of yeah, them. Yeah, because even throwing two guys into Gimli, he's, I, I know, unless I was desperate, I would not expect a heroic combat to go off that reliably. Mm. Uh, even against one guy, I, I get worried. Against, against, oh, against one guy, I think he can solidly kill that if he's uh, going to. Uh, I, can, I can imagine some of the more younger members of the podcast going, Gimli versus one guy, no, Gimli's got their hand down, but... I think what some people don't understand is, over the course of say twenty turns, yeah, Gimli's gonna he's gonna chop through some guys, but he's gonna lose a couple of combats. You the don't way through. want the one that you lose to be the one where you've called a heroic combat. That's what we're talking about. It's yeah. it's about minimizing the risk of Failure. watching, Failure. Yeah. especially when you're using resources. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because folks, just as easily as it is to roll a six and a five. To win a combat and a wound, it's just as easy to roll a one and a two to win the combat and the wound. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. So not really much else to talk about Gilly. He's a pretty uh, straightforward and linear character. I suppose uh, if you guys are happy uh, going into some scores. Yeah. We'll start with you, Matt, our resident dwarf player. What would you give Gimli out of, out, of, out of 10? The hardest thing for me is whether I should compare him to other dwarf heroes or to just look at him stand alone. Because... When he's against other dwarf heroes, I feel like he, his score drops a little bit. It, it but, does. He's, he's very yeah. solid himself, but there's the other dwarves do do get that plus one, but they've got something which, else. Which as is well. interesting because he's sort of he, in sort of like the whole Tolkien universe of Lord of the Rings. He's that one dwarf that sort of just went, 
I'm going to do for the good for Middle Earth and sort of wandered off and helped the Fellowship. He's sort of his own dwarf. He was the only dwarf hanging around doing all the big stuff. He wanted to be like his father and go on a grand adventure. (laughs) (laughs) I actually want to try Gimli and Gloin in the same moment. I reckon that'd be pretty cool. Anyway, the funny thing with Gimli is if, if you put his profile onto a man and put it, say, into a Gondor army or a Rohirrim army, you'd suddenly go... Oh, oh my god. god. Yeah. <laughs> it's an auto-take. But yeah, in a dwarf army, he just doesn't quite stack up to the other heroes. Look, I'm not going to hold that against him. I'm going to give him a 7. Because he's a very solid hero. He's got a little bit of anti-magic with his elven cloak. Mm. And I think he goes quite well. So I'm giving him a 7. Uh, I'm in a similar vein. Because comparing him to other dwarves, he, he does start to look a little less shiny. However, I, I think... Where he truly shines is in the Three Hunters, but then again, that there's a lot of points to put into something. Yeah, you need to learn how to micro pretty yeah, pretty hard. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, they're, they're four or five hundred points of of sheer destruction. He, and he, control. He's for larger point games, so I'm going to go with six and a half. He's solid. He, he's definitely not bad in any way. The Elven Cloak gives him a little bit of variety from the other dwarves, but. Yeah, I think Three Hunters is where you'd want to take him. Mm. I'm on a similar thing with Tiernan here. I- I'm going to go with six and a half as well. For some of the same reasons Tiernan said, I think if you're taking Gimli, you want to take him for the advantages he brings, not as a just what all dwarfs do, another combat. Yeah, if yeah, you're um, taking him, you're yeah. taking him because you want that elven cloak or he synergizes with the Three Hunters. That's why you're taking him. You're he, he not do- taking him to be provide, a dwarf, um, dwarf leader. Quite, quite a bit, yeah, to the Three Hunters and to the Fellowship in general. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he provides so much for the fellowship, and I think yeah. we sort of went with that. So, yeah. Well, that's it from us today. You score? Oh, six, six and a half. Oh, did you? You're sort of waving at me. I'm yeah. going, oh, sorry. what? I'm, I'm looking at Tina and going, what's Matt Horn about? <laughs> I didn't think you gave him a score. Okay, six and a half. <laughs> that was a six and a half, a six and a half, <laughs> and a seven. Yeah, you're well, right there, Matt. That's the closest right. we've had. It's late. Totally. It's very late. <laughs> And I'm tired. Oh, it's, it's only 5 to 12. But we're all quite in agreement on Gimli, which is really interesting. Yeah, normally we're a bit far further away. scored most closely together. Six and a half, R- six Ron's and a half, I seven. I think we do change our opinions as we uh, talk as about talking. it. Yeah. I think, yeah, I don't know what I was going to score on at the start, but I don't think it was Yeah, neither seven. did I. <laughs> <laughs> we sort of came into this blind going, oh, yeah, Gimli. And then we went, oh, yeah, Gimli. <laughs> oh, yeah, Gimli. Oh, Gimli. <laughs> Just sort of went through the series of good and bad. Yeah, I've... I've by the way, in case you can't tell, our scores are pretty much our opinions as we talk about this. Yeah, we're, we're not sort of working out what our scores are going to be beforehand. Totally so. on the fly. Well, on the fly. I, I know I do it a little bit. I have we a have a rough idea, and then that rough idea changes a lot, yeah. where we actually go in depth with it, which I suppose is part of the charm of this podcast. Yeah, well, let's go with charm. <laughs> let's go charm. with charm. That's, That's so funny. Right. Anyway, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us this evening as well, and... We'll be back with uh, more podcasts and more Know Thine Enemies. But until then, remember, traps win games.